Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. So God, in the book of Genesis chapter 8, verse number 13, Genesis chapter 8, verse number 13. Okay, let's start from verse number um, verse number 4, and then I'll read all the way to verse number 13. And then I'll explain a few things from there. So, verse number 4, the Bible says, And the ark rested in the seventh month, on the seventeenth day of the month, upon the mountains, of Ararat. And the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, where the tops of the mountains sink. And I want you to see how pedantic God is in, re- in recording details of when what happened. I know most of us will jump to that part of the Bible. We quickly go to um, We don't want to be bothered with the details, but that's where I major. When I see details like those ones, I zero in. Oh, yes. Why am I being taught about this particular day? What is special with this particular day? So we see that God is giving us specific details about specific days when specific events took place. Are you following me? So when you go to the next verse, the next verse, the next verse, And it came to pass at the end of 40 days. Can you see the details? That Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. At the end of what? 40 days. So it's not coincidental that Jesus comes first for 40 days and 40 nights. It's not coincidental that Elijah fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. It's not coincidental that Moses fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And he doubles it. The only one person who did 80 days of prayer and fasting. Moses, don't try it at home, please. Don't try it. Because that one is only done in heaven, not on earth. I can prove to you Moses was not on the mountain at all the whole time. Wow. He was somewhere. So don't try it. Your home is not that heaven. If the environment there is different from the one up there. So don't try it. (laughs) Are we together? Oh, yes. Your home environment needs rice and chicken to sustain life. <laughs> but the other environment up there, those things are not necessary to sustain life. Is that clear? Yeah. Clear, clear. All right. So, you are being told after 40 days, because 40 is the number of judgment. 40 is the number of what? Judgment. From when the waters had filled the earth, God had to put 40 days to judge everything on earth, wipe out everything on earth. After that, he says, yeah, it's done. That's why Jesus even had to, they had to whip him how many times? 40 whips, 40 lashes, because 40 is the number of judgment. Are we together? So those numbers there, they're not there by accident. They're there by design. Someone said design. All right, next verse. And he sent forth a raven, which went forth 
to and fro until the waters were dried up from off the earth. Also he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto him unto the ark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. Then he put forth his hand and took her, and he put her in unto him into the ark. And he stayed yet another seven days, and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came into him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. So no one knew that the waters were abated from off the earth. And he stayed yet another seven days, and sent forth the dove, which returned not again unto him anymore. Verse 13, and it came to pass in the 600th and first year. 601. In the what? First month. On the what? First day of the... I, I love the details. Because the number six is the number of man in the prophetic. Are you following me? The number six is the number of what? Man. God created man on the sixth day. So in the 600th year of that gentleman, judgment came on earth. Every endeavor of man had to be wiped out. And God begins a new beginning on the 601st year, on the first day of that first month. God begins a new race of humanity through that guy Noah. And the waters were dried up from off the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked and behold the face of the ground was dry. So this is what's happening in the first month or the 601st year of the life of Noah. Now, when you come to Exodus, uh, you're not even hearing me. Chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12. I receive. Give me verse number 1 to verse number... Just give me the whole chapter. I'll stop somewhere. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. Now, that month, that particular month, was month number seven. Month number what? Seven. But God changes. He says, this month shall be unto you what? The first month. So the Jews have got two calendars. The civil calendar and the religious calendar. The religious calendar looks at the seventh month as their first month. The civil calendar looks at that seventh month as the seventh month. Is that making sense? Yeah. But the observant Jew knows that in the seventh month, God began a new calendar. So God changes the seventh month to become the first month. To coincide uh, with the first month of the first year of the 601st year of the life of Noah. Wow. <laughs> so God changes the whole calendar just to coincide it with a particular event 
that happened in the days of Noah. That's why you have to pay attention to seasons and timings. Because as a prophetic person, if you miss seasons and times, you're going to be praying off key, off the note. We don't just pray for the sake of praying. We understand the times and the seasons. We know what to pray for, when to pray for what we want to pray for. We know the exact times and the exact seasons when you can make some declarations. So God coincides the event of Exodus to the events in the life of Noah. Are you following me? So he aligns everything. So God says, today shall be the first day of the first month for you guys, year number one. So he tells them things to do in that first day, in that first month. Now, now when it comes to day number 10, he says, on day number 10, you shall take a lamb and keep it. Keep it separate for three days. Then on day number 14, you shall kill that lamb. So 14, 15, 16. Because day number 17. Someone says 17. 17. It's a very important day. Very, very important day. Very important day. Remember there's a verse that I read for you in Genesis. Talked about day number what? 17. I know you've already forgotten. What happened on that day? Give me the verse again. Media help them, they're forgotten. <laughs> There's something the Bible talks about day number 17. What happened? And the ark rested in the seventh month, on the 17th day of the month, upon the mountains of Ararat. The ark rested in the what? Seventh month, on the 17th day of the month. Upon the mountains of Ararat. And that's the day, day number 17. That, that's the day Jesus resurrected. Wow. I know you're missing. Wow, wow, wow. The Passover lamb was killed on day number 14. Yeah. And that's the day Christ died. Day number 14. Yes. 15, 16. So 14, 15, 16. He rose on the what? 17th day. And when you look at the analogy in the story of Noah, that ark is the Christ. Christ is our ark. The way, the way Noah and his family were saved from the floods, you and I, when we are in Christ, we are in the ark. We are saved from the judgment of Jehovah God. Yes. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Someone say, I receive it. I receive it. Christ is our ark. On day number 17, that's when the ark rested on top of that mountain around. So there's no detail in that book that you can find there that's useless. Every detail is connected to something. Yes, amen. You just need to look and find the connection. Wow. So God says, 
On day number 10, you take a lamb, keep it three days, and then kill it. Are you getting me? Why separate it three days and three nights? Because that's the time the lamb will be separated. The lamb of God. Yes, amen. Will be three days and three nights separated from humanity. All by itself. Fulfilling the, uh, fulfilling the demands of justice. So that you should be free. So that you should be healed. So that you can have life in Christ. Are you hearing me? So the, it had to do it in advance before it is killed. Are you hearing me? But then part of what God tells them to do, he says, you need to take blood and put it on the what? Two posts. One, two, three. How many posts? Wow. One, two, three. Three posts. Three days, three nights. It's all over the place. It's all over the place. He says, well, you don't eat this lamb in any house that doesn't have the blood. Yeah. Only eat it in houses with what? The blood. Because in that night, the angel of death will move around Egypt. But he will pass over every house wherever there's blood. To pass over. So the Jews, they know in this month, I'm using this month as this month, in their first month of their religious calendar, they know things to do in that month yes. in order to avert the speed of death from their homes. Amen. For the next 12 months. The way God told them to use the blood to avert the angel of death from the house of the children of Israel. That's what the Jews do up to today. Yes. That's why they are, you know, they are still doing their ceremonies. You wonder why are they doing all these things? They don't have the revelation yet. That it was about the Messiah. They only do those things because Moses told them to do them. But God in the days of Moses, he gave them shadows. Things that looked like. But the real thing was Christ. Oh yes. So they held on to the shadows. They do the shadows without knowing that actually what we are doing is about the Messiah. But us, we've got the reality. The reality is the Messiah. Oh, yes. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. So we do things with revelation. Someone say revelation. Revelation. Are you hearing me? That's why this month of January is a very important month. Very, we set the tone. For the whole year. We make prayers. We make declarations. We fast in this month of January. Because we do know that in the first month. There are things that ought to be done in that month. Which will set the tone for the whole year. Oh yes. The way God intended to be. That when he was dealing with Noah. He did it in the first month. Of 601st year. <laughs> On the first day. Wow. How coincidental is that? It was very intentional. Yes. Very intentional. In other words, God had to work backwards, 150 days backwards, and time himself 
On that day, the ark must rest on Mount Ararat. 601st year of the life of Noah. Wow. On the first day of the first month. Are you hearing me? Say my life. My life will never be the same again. Will never be the same again. So we as prophetic people who understand the times and the seasons, we do know that in this month there are some prayers you need to make. Some declarations you need to make in this first month. Which will set the tone for the whole year. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Oh yes. We don't want things to happen to us in the year that the year has brought. No. No. We are co-creators with God. Oh, yes. We are co-creators. I was teaching about creative miracles last week. Yes. We are what? Co-creators with God. We cooperate with the Holy Ghost using the word of God. We do understand that by faith the worlds were mended by the word of God. So that things which do appear did not come from things that do appear. Even God in the beginning, when he was beginning a beginning, he began a beginning without a beginning. He was outside the beginning, and then he began a beginning. Ah! Oh, yes. <laughs> Say, that's my father. That's my father. No, our father, Jehovah God, is amazing. He didn't have to wait for something to happen first before he had begun to beginning. No, he was the efficient cause of causing a beginning to begin. And you as a child of God created in the image and the likeness of God. You got the same power vested inside of your spirit. That you can begin a beginning where there was no beginning. When I got that revelation, I told myself, it doesn't matter my whole village, no one has ever done it. I'm going to do it. Oh, yes. If you go to my village, enter my village, you'll be, oh, does this man really come from this place? Those who went there, they'll tell you the story. There, nothing can begin there without a beginning which is divine. That to take someone who understood the revelations of God. That they can begin a beginning where there was no beginning. Oh, yes. But the power of the Holy Ghost. And that will be your story. I receive. You shall go where no one has ever gone before in your family. I receive. You shall do what nobody has ever done before in your I family. Receive. You shall be number one in your family in the name of Jesus. I receive. The Bible says you shall raise up a foundation of many generations. I receive. Say, I receive it, my prophet. I receive it, my prophet. You raise a foundation of many generations. You shall be called the repair of the breach. Oh, yes. Where our ancestors made blunders, they opened a door to demonic activities in our families. We're going to close that door. Oh, this yes. is the generation. I receive. Say yes. Yes. The repair of the bridge. We are here to mend things. Are you hearing me? It starts with you. Say it starts with me. It starts with me. The Bible talks about Noah, that Noah was perfect in all his generations. 
Now, our thinking is always thinking about Noah was holy and righteous. Yes, he talks about him being righteous. But that perfectness there has nothing to do with the holiness or righteousness. It's about his genome. His genes. He was the only guy in the whole earth that had not been contaminated by the foreign angels. Wow. His genome was pure. He was not a GMO. He was not a hybrid. Amen. He was original. Someone say original. Original. That's what he was. But after him, when life goes on to where we are today, our ancestors open up doors somewhere which contaminated even our genome. That's why you find that some things, they are genetic. They say this is genetic. Yes. You are born with it. No, it didn't just start. It has a beginning somewhere. Someone opened a door that corrupted the genome. And then it's being passed on from generation to generation. Generation to generation. There has to be someone who rises up in the family and says, oh, no, yes. enough is enough. And that person is going to be you. Say yes. Yes. Yeah. Someone say yeah. Yeah. Even in poverty moves from generation to generation. If you are born in poverty, the likelihood of you being poor is very high. And the likelihood of you transferring poverty to the next generation is also very high. But it has to be someone who puts a line in the sand and says, this is the line. Poverty are not crossing to the other side. Are you hearing me? Someone said, that's me. That's me. The repair of the bridge. You shall raise up a foundation of many generations. Oh, yes. Our children should not suffer the way we have suffered. They should not struggle the way we have struggled. Amen. The best thing that God could have done with us was to save us and put us in a prophetic movement. Oh, yes. Amen. He saved you and he put you in a what? prophetic movement. That's the best thing that could have ever happened to you. Oh yes. Believe you me. You may not understand the impact of what God is doing in your life today, but there shall be a year, a time and a season when people shall tell your story. That there was a one ancestor in our, in our geneal, genealogy who rose up. That person was saved and she, the person was in a prophetic movement. Oh, yes. And there was a move of the Holy Ghost oh, in that generation. Yes. There was a move of the power of God in that generation. And because of that person oh, in yes. our generation, we are what we are today. Are you hearing me, somebody? Shout yes. 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 A story shall be told. If you read about the great generals of God in the Bible, you shall find that there was a woman somewhere somehow who spent time in intercession. He spent time in prayer. Spent time on their knees. Are you hearing me? Fasting to Jehovah God that there has to be someone in my family who can rise up beyond the, the horizons of poverty. That God you can use. Are you hearing me? There's always someone who begins a beginning somewhere somehow and you are that person who's going to begin a beginning. I receive. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. You're going to change the story of your family. I receive it. You're going to change it. 
and because of you, many sons shall come into glory. Haven't you read in your Bible that when Jesus came, he didn't just just come for himself. He came to bring many sons into glory. Many sons. When I saw it, I said, I thank God. It's many, not only a few. Therefore, I I also qualify. (laughs) Say, I qualify. I qualify. (gasps) Do you know what? God does not consult your past to determine your future. Amen. Because your future was set in stone before your past became. Oh, yes. <laughs> Come on, Sama celebrate Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> your past is so small to change your future. Oh, yes. <laughs> Past you, oh my past, oh prophet, my past, my past. It is so insignificant to alter your future. For whom, for whom he did for no, for whom he did for no, he also did what predestinate to be conformed to the image of a son, that he might be what the first born among what. Say, I qualify. I qualify. <laughs> so after he set a destination for you, with all the glory of Christ loaded in your life, he went to the beginning and began a beginning. Oh yes. And he called you. And because oh, you are not hearing me. We are hearing. You are not hearing me. We are hearing. He called you. And he knew that there's something called a past. Now he said, wait a minute. This person has got a future. We must wipe out a past. Oh, yes. We must justify a past. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? We're hearing. That person has got a future. Oh, yes. So he justified you. When God is so a mismatch between your future and your past, he had a choice. He had a choice. This past does not match with that. Let us wipe it out. Oh, yes. (laughs) And then he glorified you to match your destination. Someone said, that's my story. That's my story. Say, I am glorified. I am glorified. That's what you are. Not that you shall be. No, say, I am glorified. I am glorified. Say, neighbor. Neighbor. This is the last time. This is the last time. You see me. You see me. In this dimension. In this dimension. Of glory. Of glory. Watch me on Sunday. Watch me on Sunday. I'll unveil. I'll unveil. A new dimension. A new dimension. Neighbor, neighbor, hey, hey, (laughs) 
Say, I am unstoppable. I am unstoppable. <laughs> the devil is in trouble. Oh, yes. <laughs> I receive. Are you following me? Oh, yes. That's why the Bible could not find a word to describe you when you become born again. The best they could sit down and discuss and deliberate and come up with was new creature. After lots of consultation meetings. <laughs> so, ah, look at it. It doesn't, look like, it doesn't look like an angel. It doesn't look like a human being. It doesn't look like a chicken. It's not fitting in any of those categories. What name? Adam, can you give, because God, when God created things, he gave them to Adam. Say, Adam, can you name them? Now Adam says, hey, even me, I don't understand this thing. <laughs> so, uh, let's call it a new creature. <laughs> a new creature. Something that can operate in heaven. Operate on earth. Oh, yes. <laughs> Something when it binds the things on earth, those things are bound in heaven. Oh, yes. So, this is a creature. <laughs> so, I'm dangerous. I'm dangerous. Are you following me? Oh, yes. The only one who thinks that is ordinary is you. Amen. But the, the whole creation, the whole creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Oh, yes. So when you are driving by trees, you're like, oh, look at that one. Is that the one we're waiting for? Oh, he's gone. Okay, let's wait for another one. <laughs> That's why sometimes I, like, I just love touching trees. As if, as if I don't know what I'm doing. I liberate you in Jesus' name. When you're passing by your neighbors, I'll just touch the flowers. So they'll be looking through the window. What is he doing? <laughs> Those flowers have been waiting for you. To liberate them. Into the glorious liberty. Of the sons of God. Someone said, That's me. That's me. Huh. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. So there's tremendous ability that God has put in you. Last week I talked about we are very good at believing God and believing in God. Perfect. But that's half the trophy. The other part of the truth, you need to learn to believe in yourself. That what you speak shall come to pass. Amen. Jesus emphasizes that point in Mark chapter 11. 
that when you say something, you need to have confidence that what you have spoken shall come to pass. I do have so much confidence when I say something. I do have so much confidence that normally if you send me the same repetition the second time, I don't answer you. I don't. Because you are not trying to erode my word. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. When I said it is done, I meant what? It is done. So if it's the, if in the morning it's still laying its ugly head, tell me, hey, you, you are done. Come tomorrow, it's still doing its head. Hey, hey, you. I said you are done. Don't go back on your prayer to begin to pray again. You have just killed the first word that you spoke. <laughs> are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Just reminded, I said you are what? Done. You are done. You are history. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. I said the month of preparation. The month of preparation. So if we can't prepare well in this month, the year will have lots of surprises. Lots of surprises. We don't want surprises. Amen. We want to be in control yes. of the month. Oh, yes. Of the year. We want to set the tone for 2024 mm. by our preparation. Mm. That's why when you read in your Bible, there was a day called the day of preparation. Mm. Do you know that? Go deeper. <laughs> this is the Bible. The other day I was complaining. I said, God, but this book is too big. <laughs> Imagine the Quran has got only what? 6,000 verses. The Bible, 31,000. Thirty-one thousand verses, sixty-six separate books, penned down by forty different individuals. From the first day, the first person wrote the first verse, to the last day, the last person wrote the last verse. Two thousand four hundred years apart. Two thousand four hundred years. Apart. The book you're holding in your hand, it's a miracle. Oh, yes. There's no way, nowhere, even the most intelligent computer anyone can ever make can ever duplicate the Bible. I know there's one being made in China, but forget it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pizza Bible, don't worry about it. They're busy concocting things, changing things. Don't worry about it. They can never duplicate the Bible. Amen. There are hidden codes in that book that we have never even begun to discover them. Amen. Hidden codes. Which God has put there to authenticate his word. That if you change one word, literally one word, the whole thing will collapse. Forty different individuals 
2,400 years apart. How do you tell the first person to start writing something that will be finished 2,400 years later? By people who never even met. I said there's a day called what? Preparation, Preparation day. John 19.42. And then we'll do something. John 19.42. I want you to see something there. There's a particular day called the day of preparation. Preparation day. One, two, three, go. There lay they Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day, for the sepulchre was nigh at hand. What a day? Preparation, preparation day. day. There's a day there called preparation day. That's the day there is to prepare the Passover lamb. It's called the preparation day. There is to prepare the Passover lamb on that day. So, so they are saying, Jesus had to do some things in advance. Are you getting me? He had to do some things, what? So like the Holy Communion, he ate it in advance. Because he was the one to be eaten. <laughs> so he ate it with his disciples in advance. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. So there are some things he did them a bit earlier. In order, because he was the one to be eaten on the occasion. He was the one to fulfill it on the occasion. So the Bible says there was a day called the preparation. So they had to put Jesus quickly in the grave because it was the preparation day when they killed the Passover lamb. And that's the day he was killed. How precise is that? And that was the 14th day or the first month. The 14th day. He resurrected on the 17th day, the day the ark rested on Mount Ararat. <laughs> the Bible is dangerous. It has got its own intelligence to confuse its enemies. That's the best part of the Bible. It is so diligent in confusing its enemies. That's the beauty of the Bible. It defends itself. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Say 2024. 2024. Will be my best year ever. Will be my best year ever. Rise on your feet. I want us to begin to fire prayer. We want to prepare 2024. And we want God to prepare us for 2024. Oh, yes. It has to be the best year ever. Amen. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Are you ready? We are ready. Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. In this first month. In this first month. Of year 2024. Of the year 2024. I make a proclamation. I make a proclamation. 
over 2024. Over 2024. You 2024. You 2024. You are going to be. You are going to be. My best year ever. My best year ever. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. I'll grow spiritually. I will grow spiritually. I'll grow in my relationship with God. I will grow in my relationship with God. I'll grow in prayer. I will grow in prayer. I'll grow in grace. I will grow in grace. I'll grow in revelation. I will grow in revelation. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. I will grow in knowledge. I will grow in knowledge. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on fire your praise. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed. And until next time, Shalom.